Well, man, it's March 8th, and we are preparing for Easter. We are preparing for Easter. So this is the first year at K2. We're actually doing Lent. How many of you guys are actually doing Lent with us? Okay, all right, awesome, way to go. So I gave up sports, so pray for me. Pray for me, I'm in withdrawal. Uh, no, but it, it was, but it really has been great to give up something that's like a daily part of my life, because then immediately when I can't do that, then you turn your eyes to Jesus. It's been awesome. And by the way, we're sending out devotionals every day. Our team is sending out devotionals. You can get them through the app. You can get them on an email. If you, if you haven't done that, you can still do that. Go ahead and sign up. We'd love to, uh, to bless you that way. But what are we, why are we doing this? Because we are celebrating the fact that God loves the world. He so loves the world. And that means, and those of us who've received Christ, our eyes have been opened to the unbelievable grace and mercy and the love of God displayed through Jesus Christ. And we are getting ready for that moment because the scriptures tell us this is actually how we know what love is, that Jesus Christ would lay down his life for us. And that's what we're getting ready. 40 days of Lent prepares us to celebrate the whole reason that Jesus Christ came into the world. This is it. The only reason he came into this world was to seek and to save that which was lost, was to give his life as our savior so that every human being on this planet could be reconciled back to God. So our title of the series, right, is called You Were Made for This. Well, you know, Jesus Christ being eternal but literally, when he, when he was in Mary's womb, he was being made for this. He was being created as a fetus into a baby to become the man who would offer the sacrifice for the sins of the world. And so, Jesus said this, and just as the Father has sent me, he says, I'm sending you. Just as he sent me, I'm sending you. That's what Alex taught us a couple weeks ago, and then Mike did a fantastic job last week. If you weren't here, go back and listen to this message on the mission of God and the mission of Jesus. And then Jesus now says, now it's our mission. We're here to go love the world. That's what we're here for, to love the world and to bless the world. And that's where this whole acronym that Mike started last week We were made for this. We were made to be a blessing to the world. So last week was begin with prayer. And today we're going to talk about listening with care. And it was fascinating. Susie and I actually were in Orlando this week at a conference called Exponential. It's the largest church planning conference that happens in the nation. 5,000 people together worshiping and surrendering their lives for this very purpose. Because we know that we were made for this. And the cool thing is, the guy who leads that conference, he's the one who actually came up with this whole bless idea. (laughs) So it was really fun. This isn't our idea. Dave Ferguson, who leads this, actually wrote this. And then there was another church there that's in Kansas City, and they were a big, large church, and they've actually transitioned into this underground thing. They call it Kansas City Underground. And their whole philosophy now is just to equip people to be in the neighborhoods, be in their workplaces, and just bring the kingdom of God. And the guy gets up to speak, and he says, and our whole missional process is this thing called bless. And I just thought, how cool is that? 
That here we are doing this series and people all around the nation are using these principles that we're teaching you to be the blessing to the world. All right? So today, listen with care. Let's start right off with James chapter 1, verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. You guys have heard this, right? God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. We're supposed to be quick to listen. This is our commandment from Scripture. And slow to speak. I was amazed when Alex was here and he actually told us that studies now are showing us that one of the top ways that makes people actually feel loved is when they're listened to. So man, it was amazing. All week long, I kept studying and diving in and just finding out that this is a reality. And since our command, right, the greatest command, everything that's in the scriptures hangs on these two things. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. It's just one of the top ways that people actually feel loved is by being listened to. And this is a really important thing if we're going to actually bless the world and help the world know about God's love. All right? So here's, what, here's, here's my phrase, and I, I just want to work with this today. So repeat this after me, would you? I'll say it, and then you repeat it. I love to listen. Say that. You go. Now, now, when I first said that, when you said that, what, did anything happen inside you? Did you find yourself going, I don't know if I, I don't really know, I don't know. Yeah, I can tell. That's kind of what happened to me too. I love to listen. You're like, okay, do I really love to listen? Here's my goal for you and me today, that we are going to walk out of this room following Jesus Christ, who loves the world, and we are going to love to listen, okay? So let's say it again. I love to listen. All right, that's where we're going. Lord, take us there today. Use your word to us today. Teach us today. Your word teaches us. It rebukes us, it corrects us, it trains us in righteousness and what is right so that we can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And God, we want to walk out of this place and we want to love the world. We want to take your command to us seriously and love our neighbors. And we want to figure out how to do that today through listening. So bless this time in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I'm going to look at some Proverbs today. Okay, so we got Proverbs, and if you know, understand Proverbs, they're in the Old Testament, and they're just, it's just wisdom. It's just wisdom straight from God, so we're going to look at that. And then I'm going to look at two teachings in Scripture that are just, just clearly state two things that we're supposed to do. If you've been a Christian for a while, you've heard these. But how do we actually do this? And that's what we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to show you that how we do these things is through listening. All right? So here's the first one. Listening shows respect. When you listen to someone, you show that you respect them. 1 Peter 3.15 says this, In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer 
to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Now, when I look at that and I read that, I go, wow, look at this. People are actually asking. They're asking in this story. When somebody asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. So I thought about that and I go, well, why would they ask you in the first place? Can I just, let me ask you. When's the last time anybody came to you and said, would you tell me how the hope that you have, would you tell me about that? Okay, that's a fascinating question. But these guys are asking. He's going, so I thought, well, there's two things. Number one, people will ask you if you revere Christ as Lord. If Jesus really is your Lord, in other words, that's our mission here, right? Our mission at K2 is to invite and equip every one of us to live out the adventure of actually following Jesus, of being with Jesus. And he says, guess what? If you revere him as Lord, which means, Jesus, I follow you and I do whatever you ask me to do. And today we're going to say, that means I love people and I listen to them. If you do that, people are going to ask you, why is that? Because you have hope. I, how you live with hope. And I want to tell you, man, do we need some hope in this world today? Holy crow. I, I'm telling you, man, I, I cannot read the news without just seeing the despair and the fear. And you know what? We have received a kingdom that can't be shaken. And so when you follow Jesus, people want to, oh, how, how are you doing that? Because this thing's just freaking me out and it doesn't seem to be freaking you out. But here's the other thing. If Christ is your Lord, there's one command he's told you to do. Two. But literally, in John, when he says, here's my command, what is it? Love. Love. And I want to tell you what, man, if you are following Jesus, that means you're loving your neighbor. If we don't love our neighbor, we don't follow Jesus. And so guess what? When you're really loving somebody, then they want to be interested in you once you show that you're interested in them. So, and I want to tell you, apparently, one of the key ways that we love people is we ask them questions and we actively listen. There's another place right in the same book in 1 Peter where he says, show proper respect to everyone. That means you honor everyone. And when you ask and actively listen, it does honor people. What you're saying is, I actually really want to know you. You matter to me. And I want to know. I want to know you. I want to know your story. And I want to know what you believe. I want to listen. Should you guys say it with me? Say it again. I love to listen. I love to listen. Because when you listen, you love and it respects people. Look at what Proverbs says. Here's our wisdom in this one. Proverbs 18.2. Fools find no pleasure in understanding. (laughs) but delight in airing their own opinions. Yeah, I think some Christians could use that verse. We have a lot of people who like to share our opinions, but we're not listening. But a fool finds no pleasure in understanding. As I was reading, one study said there's two types of listening, right? Listening to understand versus listening to respond. And we've all experienced this, right? You've been sitting in a conversation with somebody, and while you're talking, they're going, they're literally like a racehorse behind the, the being, because you just know they got something. 
They just want to say something to you so bad. And you just want to stop what you're saying and go, go ahead. Just talk. But the truth is, you guys, all of us have done that. While they're talking, you're going, oh, I can't wait till it's my turn. I got something really important, really good to say. And you're sitting, and you know what's happening while you're doing this? Yeah, you're not listening. You totally, you totally miss it. We need to find pleasure in understanding. And by the way, just put the shoe on the other foot too. Like for some reason, we as Christians think, hey, I've got the greatest news in the world, which we do. But when we go out and invite people to church, we think they should just want to come. Can I ask you a question? When somebody asks you to go to their church, do you just want to come? No. And when somebody comes to you and they want to share their faith with you and they just launch right in and just tell you, I mean, how many of you, like, don't you just want to say, do you, I just don't feel respected. Do you have any interest at all in what I think? Here's what the Bible's saying, you guys. You need to be prepared to give the reason for the hopes you have, but you do this with respect, which means I actually honor you. I honor what you think. I respect what you believe. This is really, really important because most of us will put up a wall immediately if we don't feel respected. So just put the shoe on the other foot. This is so important. So if a fool finds no pleasure in understanding then we should find pleasure in understanding. If you're a wise person, you should love to understand another person. And when you understand another person, that means I am listening to you and I'm actively doing it. And, can I just, and here's what's amazing, is because I think once you're asking tons of questions and once you're listening, you know what will happen? then this verse will actually come true and they might ask you. If you're asking them, then they might ask you. I had to do an assignment when I was in seminary. And so we had to go out and I'm not a cold cock, knock on the door kind of guy. I just, that's not how I do it. But we had to, they made us do this. And they had us ask three questions. And the questions were, what is your worldview? Do you guys know what that is? Just what's your view of the world? What do you believe about everything that exists? So you just ask them, what's your worldview? They'd tell you. And then you would say, um, how, uh, what do you think is the biggest problem in the world? And then you'd listen, they'd tell you the biggest problem. And then you'd ask them, and how does your worldview solve that problem? You guys should write these down. Those are three really good questions. But you know what I found? It was so fun to just go and ask these questions. And I love to listen. And I found out so much. And as I actively listened to these people, you know what happened more than 50% of the time? They turned around, they said, well, what's yours? What's yours? They asked me. So here's what I'm telling you. If you ever want to have a chance, eventually sometime to share the hope that you have, the first thing you got to do is respect them. And here's the other thing, very key. Nothing, this is so important, nothing helps me respect someone else more than hearing their story. 
I'm telling you, if you have people that you disagree with, if you have people that you're looking at and you've got judgment towards them, you're frustrated with them, I want to tell you the best thing you could do is go sit down and say, hey, tell me your story. I would just love to hear your story. It will shock you. Our, our Life Together group, um, that's what we've been doing for two months, <laughs> is we've just give, been giving every person a chance to share their story. They, everybody's taking like 45 minutes to an hour. We're, t- we're like sharing our story. And you know what happens when it gets done? Every time you find in your heart, oh my goodness, I understand you better. Fools don't like to understand. They like to share their opinion. Wise people love to hear and understand. So that's the first one, all right? So let's say this. If we, when we go out here, I love to listen. I love to listen. I love it. I'm going to understand people better. And then they're going to feel respected. All right? Here's the second one. Listening shows value. Listening shows value. Philippians 2, 3 through 7. Or actually, it's not 3 through 7. Just 3 and 4. It says this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of the others. Show, how do you show value to somebody? You actually think more about their interests than your own. And can I just ask, what better way to show that I'm more interested in you than I am in myself? Ask questions. Make the conversation about the other person. And when you do that, apparently they're telling us that people feel loved. Maybe more than anything else, it values them. So Dale Carnegie, way back in 1937, right? He says this, you can make more friends in two months by becoming genuinely interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. (laughs) That is a great quote. So, and I have a couple of examples of this. Like, we just, you guys, it's crazy. People don't ask questions. Kerry Newhoff is a, is a leader, a national leader, actually world leader. I listen to his podcast all the time. He was interviewing another prominent leader, and they were talking about this issue. Why does anybody ask questions? And Kerry said, he, is, he and his wife, every time they're in, a, in some sort of social setting, as they drive home, they'll just ask each other that question. Did anybody ask you any questions? And the answer is always no. It's just, it's amazing. We are so interested in ourselves. And we actually aren't interested in the people around us. If we love people, you're going to be interested in them. And when you ask questions, it values them. You guys, I have, I I don't know about you. I have literally sat in a booth or in a coffee shop with people, and I've sat down, and for the whole hour, I didn't say a thing. Have anybody else ever experienced that? I mean, you just sit, I've I've had church planners. I get together with church planners, and we'll sit down, and the guy will just talk the whole hour, and it's like, all right, that was great. Okay, we'll see you. Say, what's, what's the issue here? Man, we just don't see the other people. Every time, every time you ask a sincere Genuine 
question and actively listen, that person is going to feel valued. And they're going to feel loved. They're going to feel loved. So say it again. I love... Okay, we're, we're, we're missing it. Keep going here. I want you... I Seriously, I want you to say this. I've been saying it to myself all week, and it's changing my thinking. Because the truth is, most of us in this room don't love to listen. You don't. Okay? You're part of the world just like me. We're going to change that today. All right? So let's all say it. I love to listen. I love it. Why? Because I love people. Why? Because they matter to God. And he commanded me to love them. So I'm going to do it. I love this. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5. Here's our wisdom. It says this. A plan in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding draws it out. Inside, you guys, inside the heart of every person are deep waters. It's who they really are. And everybody is scared to death to reveal who they really are But every one of us would love to be able to get our deep water out, who you really are, and have it be loved. There are deep waters in every person. And a man of understanding, a man, a woman, any one of us who actually finds pleasure in understanding, we actually draw those waters out. And how do you draw them out? You ask questions. You guys, we follow Jesus. Now, this is crazy. I don't know if you've noticed. If you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are the four stories of Jesus. In those four stories, Jesus asks 307 questions. 307 questions. (laughs) He is asking questions all the time. And here's the other thing interesting about Jesus. He's asked, other people ask him, 187 questions. Guess how many he answered? Three. You know what he did when people asked him questions? What did he do? He asked them a question back. (laughs) You know why? Because he was trying to draw them out. He was trying to get to the real person who's underneath there. What do you want me to do for you? Tell me. Get your real person out so I can love that person person, Jesus, question asker, question asker, question asker. If we follow Jesus, then we need to be asking people questions. It helps us to respect them and it helps them to feel valued. So an example for me, you guys, is I I had a, right before Luther Ellis, by the way, the one that Ed shared the story about, he's the guy who actually called me and asked me if we would consider planning a church. So the whole reason we're even here is because of Luther. But before Luther ever called me, I had these, I call them winds of change. There, there's these stirrings. You guys ever had these? They, they kind of, these things inside of you, but they're so deep. They're like deep waters. And, and something was going on in there, but I didn't know what was going on. Mike Carnell was our chief elder back at Kensington. And I set up an appointment with Mike. And you know why I did? This is what I tell everybody. I called Mike because he's a great question asker. Every time I'm with Mike, all he did was ask questions and keep drawing it out. 
peel another layer off the onion. Find out he was so good at making me feel valued. And you know what's crazy? I got done with my time with Mike and he helped me process what was going on in there. I walked out of that room, went to my office, and that was Luther's phone call. Would you consider planting a church in Salt Lake City, Utah? We need people to do that. You know what's interesting? You study this as well. One of the top reasons that people see therapists, you know why one of the top reasons people actually go see therapists? Somebody will listen to me. I, I just want somebody to tell my story to. When we first moved here, I'll never forget, I was sitting in the library and I was reading this article. And the article was all about a person who put an ad in the paper. I don't think we had all of our other stuff back then. It's like 16 years ago. It was an ad somewhere. And all the ad said was, call this number and I will listen to you. That's what they did. And the article was all about how the person's phone never stopped ringing. You and I are surrounded by people who have deep waters, who have stories, and they need somebody who actually loves them enough to listen to them. And people of understanding, who find pleasure in understanding, draw those waters out. Everyone you know has deep cares, deep dreams, questions, longings. They have a deep need to know that those things inside actually matter, that their life matters. It's very probable that no one has ever done this for them. So just listen. If we love, we'll listen, okay? So everybody say it with me again. I love to listen. Oh, it's going to be a good week. It's going to be a good week. Come on, man, this many people going out and not thinking about ourselves, but actually valuing others? Man, this is going to be a good week. Here's the last one. Listening shows how to love. Listening shows how to love. Proverbs 18, here's our wisdom. He who answers before listening, that is his folly and shame. He who answers before listening, that's his folly and shame. I love Eugene Peterson's The Message. He put it this way. Answering before listening is both stupid and rude. (laughs) And isn't it true? Come on, man. How many of you had people just ready to tell you again and share all their opinion and do something? And you're like, dude, you don't even know me. You've taken that one cent time, one second to be interested at all in me. How do you even know how to love me? Okay? Listening shows how to love. So, you know, it's interesting. So our team in less than two weeks is getting ready to go down to Honduras, right? And by the way, we're having lunch afterwards, okay? Because we actually are doing a special project down there. Now, why are we doing a special project? Because we knew what to do when we go to Honduras. No, we don't know what to do when we're going down to Honduras. They told us. What do, you, what do you want us to do for you? Just like Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? You say, what do you want us to do for you? And then we find out that they have these women in this Los Pinos neighborhood that their house is absolutely falling apart. So now we know what to do. 
I love this story. As I was researching, there was another mission trip. These guys were going to India and they were all ready, right? They, they had all their equipment. They show up and they go, okay, what do you want to do? We can build you a medical clinic. We can build you a school so your kids can learn and so they can get out of poverty. We can build you a church. What do you want us to do? And you know what they said? We need a mailbox. <laughs> that was their answer. And they're like, why, why, why in the world do you need a mailbox? He said, because in India, if you don't have a zip code, okay, a mailbox means a zip code, an area, then you literally are not even seen as being on the map. You don't exist. There are villages, villages, cities, 10 to 20,000 people. But if they don't have a zip code and a mailbox, then they don't get any services from the country. The country of India doesn't even recognize them. So they're like, hey, we don't actually need your medical clinic. We don't need your school. We don't need your church. We need a mailbox. And so these people listened, and it took them two years to go through all the bureaucracy. But after two years, they finally got them a zip code and a mailbox. And you know what happened? This, that town began to change because they listened. I love that. Let me just tell you, bless. Begin with prayer. Mike talked about last week. Listen with care. You know what the last S, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give you a little. The last S is actually share. Share your story. But it's the last thing. Before you ever share, you gotta know how to love them. How will you even know how to actually share unless you've taken the time to find out their story? To find out what they're, why, why is it that they don't believe in Jesus? You know, we like, I'm just going to, let me just tell you about Jesus. And, well, and that can work. Jesus can come right through there. But Jesus didn't do that. He's like, tell, he's asking questions. And there are so many different reasons why people don't believe in God and why they haven't put their faith in Christ. If we're, before we ever share, you've got to show that you actually care. And you do that by listening to them. The fourth letter is S as well, and that's serve. But but the same thing. You could just go, hey, I think you need a medical clinic. And your friend goes, I need a mailbox. But see, before you ever know, how do you know how to serve these people unless you've actually listened? When we love, we listen. And so that's what we're going to do. Ready? So everybody say it one more time. I love to listen, because now I'm going to know how to love you. It's good stuff, all right? So now let me just give you some practical, very practical stuff on how you do this. A couple things just on listening, by the way. You can, you can look this up on the web, but, but I thought that these things are really important. The first one is, while you're listening, actually look for places where you have common ground with the person, where you can actually, but let them talk, right? But then eventually, you can just say, hey, I, I, I too, I, I've had that experience. Or just you make some sort of common ground. But by the way, this is really important, but don't take over the conversation, okay? I, Susan and I, right before we were at the conference, we were at a wedding. So we were with tons of people, tons of conversations. And it was so hilarious. And one time, I actually asked somebody something, a question, and they start to share. And as soon as they did, this other person goes, oh, yeah, well, I don't know, right? And, and I knew that they were just going to keep on going. 
So I finally just found a, they took a breath and I snuck in and I went back to the other person. Hey, so would you, why don't you go ahead and tell us like finding common ground is a good thing because it's like, but just chill. Don't overtake the conversation. All right. But to listen well and go, oh, here's where I connect with you. That's actually pretty powerful. And here's the other thing. If you're actively listening, like not, right? Like just, (laughs) but seriously, like your glazed eyes need to be taken care of. Just nod and just kind of go, yeah, mm -hmm." just make a little voice. But again, don't overdo it. Have you guys ever been sitting there talking with somebody and every time you say something, they go, "Uh uh-huh, yep, uh uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. I just want to go, do you know everything I'm going to say? And I literally just want to go, okay, just you tell me what I'm thinking, (laughs) right? But the appropriate amount of physical and verbal, just after, I'm listening. It just lets the person know you're listening, all right? And here's the big one. Ask follow-up questions. Ask follow-up questions. Tell me more. That's, that's all you got to say. Tell me more. It was really interesting. In one study on listening, and they were particularly talking about marriages, but this works for everybody, they said couples that ask these two questions have better marriages. It's very interesting. And the first question is simply this. What are you most excited about? And so I thought about that. Hey, when you, when you go and you... Anybody that you're going to talk to here this week, and you say, hey, so tell me more. What what are you so excited about? So obviously, you could start off and you go, hey, so how's your job going? Right? Just tell me about your work. And then they tell you what's going on. You go, man, so tell me more about that. Like, what are you you actually excited about with your job right now? All right? Or or they have kids, and you could just go, hey, so tell me, how are things going with your kids? And usually, we give really, you know, short answers, and we go, really? Well, tell me more. Listen, and then just tell me more. So... What are your dreams for your kids? That's another way you could put this. What are you actually longing for in life? Where do you want to be five years from now? What do you love most about that that you do? What do you, those are all questions. They're follow-up questions. But what happens, you guys, is you get to hear the longings of their heart. They'll share with you what they're excited about, what matters to them. Now, that's the first question. What are you most excited about? Here's the other question. What are you most concerned about? What are you most concerned about? So you could be talking with them about their job again, and you could say, man, that's so, what do you love about your job? That's so interesting. But then you can say, so what's, what's most challenging about your job? What, why, is it, why is it so hard? Great question if you're parenting. Anything that people share with you, you can also just you know, what's the struggle? What's the, biggest, what's the biggest challenge you face when you do that? Even with recreation stuff, right? If they tell you and you find out they love something that they love to do, you can say, so tell me, how'd you get into that? Why'd you get in? Why do you keep doing it? What do you love about that? What do you hope to see? And then you could also say, man, is that, that sounds scary to me. <laughs> That's a, that sounds really hard. Tell me about your... You guys, peel the onions. Peel the onion. Ask questions and then do follow-up questions. Okay? And here's the last thing. Mike last week talked about this Frank list. Okay? Now, if you, how many of you were not here last week? Just so I can... Okay, okay, good enough number of you. A frank list, okay? So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down, either on your phone, on the app, or on your, on your paper. A frank list is just a list of people that Mike last week said, because we begin with prayer, 
And he gave us five categories of people that we're going to pray for. Okay? Here's the F. It's your friend. So here's what we want you to do. We want you to pick one friend that you are going to pray for through all of Lent up till Easter every day. One friend that you actually want them to get to know Jesus. You want to love them to Jesus. Okay? That's the F. The R is a relative. Write down the name of a relative that you are going to pray for every single day for them to come to Christ. An acquaintance, just somebody else who's in your life that you run into, whatever, somebody who's an acquaintance. And then the N is your neighbor. Actually write down the name of one of your neighbors that you're going to pray for every single day. And then the C is a coworker. Five people that you're going to commit to pray for every single day. Here's some of the prayers I pray because they're right from the Bible. Jesus says, no one will come to the Father unless you, unless the Father, no one will come to me, excuse me, unless the Father draws them to me. So I pray, God, draw them to Jesus. He tells us that the Holy Spirit is the one who convicts people of sin. Did you know that's not your job? The Holy Spirit does that. So that's my second prayer. I just pray, God, would you just convict these people? Would you show them the sin? Here's a third one. Paul says that God made his light shine in his heart so that he could actually see. Paul didn't figure out Jesus. God made his light shine. So you know what I pray for people all the time? God, make your light shine in their heart so they can see. And then the fourth one is it says um, that God rescued. He has rescued you from the dominion of darkness. Guess what? You don't rescue yourself. You get rescued. So I pray for people. God, rescue them from the dominion of darkness. Pray for those five people every day up till Easter, okay? Now, here's my application from today's message. I want you to choose one of those people, and I want you to take them out for coffee or stop by their desk at work or see them down the road in your neighborhood. I don't care. But one of those people this week Make an initiation and get together with them and listen. Just ask them questions. How you doing? How's your work? How's your job? You guys, if you just do that, that person will start to feel valued. And remember this. They have deep waters. And every one of them wants that real person to someday be listened to and loved. It's the most powerful thing that can happen for a human. So the band's gonna come on up and we have a closing song and then we're gonna be done today. And now this is not a worship song, okay? Um, It's actually a song that we want you to listen to, okay? And we want you to meditate on and here's what I want you to do while this song is sung. It's literally a song of someone telling another person, I'll listen to you. If nobody else will, if nobody else cares about the real you that's in there, I do. And so here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about who those five people are that you care about, that you love, that you want them to find 
life, that God so loved the world so they could have eternal life. And I want you to think about one of those people and just listen and imagine being this voice to that person. Imagine caring for them. Imagine them finding a safe place in you and they feel valued and respected because you said, I'll listen to you, okay? So just however you want to do that, just prayerfully pray for that person even while the song's going on. Just pray for them. And then say, God, give me your love. Give me your love so that I'll respect them, so I'll value them, so I'll put their interests above my own, so I will love them. Because I love to listen. All right? So let's do that now.